Welcome back to the Stories from the Woods podcast. Well, it's our 75th episode. Pretty exciting to make it this far. Uh, Three quarters of the way to my goal of 100 episodes. And I'm confident we can get there, especially with the start of this new story that's going to carry over several episodes. And it is a a fantasy-based story. Wizards and uh, fairies and all kinds of different characters in it. But the main character is a boy named Lance. And he just moved to a new house. And he's not too happy about it. But he does explore the woods behind the house. And that's where his adventures begin. And that's where this first chapter starts off with. And where he meets up with a fairy. It's been a while since I've told the chapter story. I thought it was time to get back to it. These chapters are going to be longer than most episodes we have in the past. So this one here is going to be beyond that 15-minute mark that we usually try to stay under. Because I took more time to write more in-depth and a little bit more detail to the story than I have in the past. So let's get right into it. Chapter 1. Moving Next to a Fairy. From the Battle Over the Jewel of Laria Story. The wheels turn down Hazel Street just as the sun peeks over the horizon. The engine of the moving van is the only unnatural sound in the great forest neighborhood on this Saturday morning. The middle to upper class bedroom community is taking advantage of the extra hour of sleep due to daylight savings time. The van slows to a stop before backing up into a driveway. The van just misses hitting the mailbox with the numbers 51347 stuck to it. As the van stops and the passenger door swings open, a beige Chevy Impala pulls up to the curb outside the khaki ranch house. The house looks much the same as the other cookie-color houses built in the same neighborhood. That is, except for the bright yellow door that pops out. The car doors open as if they were synchronized swimmers until the individuals behind these doors enter into their exit routines. The boy in the back seat leaps out and runs up to the porch. The dad exits the passenger door and looks the house over as if it were the first time he had seen it. Mom finally exits the door after gathering her purse. Her tennis shoes touch the faded green grass as she pulls herself out of the car. The boy turns toward the car with his hazel eyes and yells, Hurry up! I want to get inside! The dad responds, Hold on a second, son. We need to make sure everything in the van looks good before we open the door. In a lack of patience, the boy runs off around the side of the house with nothing more than, I will check out the backyard then. Once he reached the back, he continued on until the grass met the brown leaves at the base of the first of what looked like an eternity of trees. This was the most exciting part of moving here to this foreign place. However, this was not enough for him to stop resisting the change that was about to come. He and his family had traveled exactly 254 miles from his house to this foreign land. He knew this because he wrote down the starting mileage on the family car odometer. Then he kept calculating the number of miles traveled periodically until the tires rolled to a stop at the curb. Lance had turned nine a few weeks before the start of school. It was difficult to start school knowing he would have to leave his friends early in the new year after his mother took a new job. She said it was a good opportunity that she could not pass up. He knew it was more that she could not decline the promotion because of passing on past opportunities. His mother and father enjoyed the community they came from. They had built strong relationships over the last few years. This was why it was so difficult for Lance to accept the reality of leaving his friends. He was confident he could talk to the other kids, but he was not going to have a close friend to count on. That was going to take a lot of time. 
He picked up a stick from the ground and swung really hard at the trunk of a very old tree. Crack! The stick snapped into two pieces. Lance dropped the end in his hands to the ground at the same time. He felt a little release of anger leaving him. That did not change his attitude towards helping unpack and moving their things into this house. He was going to need more time to think and get over this change before he could do that. After a few footsteps into the woods, he turned around toward the house thinking he should probably tell his parents where he was going to be. It would eliminate the punishment and maybe it would take him out of unpacking for a little while anyway. He ran back to the front of the house where the front door and the garage were now open. His mom and dad agreed he could play outside for a bit while they got some of the big items moved in and arranged. They really preferred that Lance was out of the house for a while so they could focus. They could have him help later with some of the smaller items so that he could take some ownership. This time, Lance fled the house to the back door wall toward the expanse of woods. A small portion of the woods was part of the property, and the rest was part of a large community park. He had just been walking for about 40 yards, but to him it felt like he had walked a half a mile. This was partly due to the zigzag path he was wandering on. He had no real mission, but walked aimlessly, talking to himself. He was imagining that he was a magician walking with his band of companions on a journey to the evil tower, something along the theme of the Lord of the Rings that his dad had been reading to him lately. Lance's feet started up the first incline to this point. He's in the story that he did not realize that this incline had gone up six feet off the ground. That's when he reached the edge and looked down and stopped and evaluated whether he should jump or go back down and around this minor hill. After a minute of deliberation, he sits down on the hill with his feet dangling before leaping off and landing using a quasi-tumble. It was not a graceful landing, but he came out unscathed. However, there was a strange feeling now coming from behind him, almost as if someone was watching him. Lance turned slowly to see a deep, dark opening under the hill he was just standing on. It almost looked like a cave. Entering the cave was probably not the best choice in his parents' mind if they were here with him. He was not really certain he should go in without an adult with him. For all he knew, there could be a wild animal, such as a bear or some sort of wild cat living in there. However, he did not feel a real sense of fear or uneasiness that you would expect facing such darkness. The feeling that he had was actually more calming and peaceful. It was a strange sense, one he had never remembered feeling before in his short life. His feet started to pull him toward the opening until he got control over them. He was now about three feet in front of the large hole of darkness that engulfed him. He guessed it was as tall as his father, who was six feet tall, and maybe as wide as he was at 49 inches. The question of how he was going to see in there without a flashlight just popped in his head. His hazel eyes really focused in on the darkness to see if he could make out anything. After seconds out of focus, he thought he could make out a small object. When he would see it, he felt like it should be in a different spot as if it were jumping in midair. This is when his feet started pulling him another few feet ahead until his eyes could see better. Right at that moment, he saw an object come toward him that looked no bigger than a butterfly. It seemed to also have wings, but the facial features were more similar to a human than an insect. He heard a voice, but the voice sounded more like it was in his head than it was from anywhere else. Lance turned his head and looked around to see if anyone was around. The voice called out again, and this time it was clear. The words spoken were, Hello, why are you looking at me? Could it be the object in front of him that was talking to him? Hello, he said finally after a long pause. Who are you, and what are you exactly, he continued. The flying object responded, I'm Chloe, I'm a fairy. I'm actually the fairy in these parts that cares for all the other fairies. I have always enjoyed dark and quiet spaces, so that is why I have made this cave my home for the time being. However, our kind is becoming less and less. 
is a very scary time for us. I thought fairies were only found in books created by people who hoped such creatures did exist in the world. Lance continued, I never would have thought they were real. Maybe they just do not exist where I come from. Where do you come from? asked Chloe. Lance quickly answered, I just moved here in this house through these trees today. I live 254 miles east of here. I never came across a fairy over there. Are there more fairies in the forest of trees? There are various types of fairies throughout this forest, and each has their own different habit to live. The fairies voiced, turning enthusiastic to concern. However, I'm sad to say there are not as many as there used to be in this area. At night, we would light up this forest, but now it's just a small number of flickers of light. Many of the fairies have left the area while others have died. In a somber voice, Lance continued the exchange. I am so sad for you. What is causing them to die or leave? The building of houses have taken some of their habitats. Some died in the clearing of the forest, but most have left to flee from the darkness that is growing within the inner world. When our numbers shrink in an area, we lose the strength that we gain from the concentration of fairies. So unless we bring more fairies back to this area, we will all slowly fall ill and probably die, Chloe explained. What is the inner world? How is that the same as the world we live in right now? What is the darkness that you speak of? He inquired. The inner world is not this world, which we call the outer world. However, it is connected to this world. When the inner world is strong with light, it gives the outer world life and happiness. However, when the inner world builds too much darkness, it starts to impact the outer world. This can happen to parts of the inner world that affect the outer world that it touches. This is why you see wars, disease, suffering, more so in parts of the world than others. This can shift or change, but there are parts of this inner world that have typically been susceptible than others. There is always going to be darkness, as well as light. However, there needs to be a strong balance between the two, with the light always being stronger in order for the worlds to be healthy. We are now seeing a shift where the darkness is growing across the inner world. It is happening everywhere and more quickly than ever before. If we are unable to stop it, we will continue to die, and your people will be terrible suffering. What could be done to stop this from happening? The one spreading the darkness, the one that needs to be confronted in order to stop the progress. However, many of our great magicians and warriors have tried to face him already. Many have been outwitted, and now as the darkness grows, his power is becoming stronger than ever. If we do not stop him soon, there will not be any way to stop him from spreading the darkness to all the reaches of the inner and outer worlds. Lance sits down on the ground and looks down for a minute. This is probably why I had to move. This seems to be no hope in my world or your world. I was hoping to get away from some of this in this forest today. Oh no, I, I'm sorry for bringing your mood down further. Please do not despair. There is still hope here, and actually you can help us in the effort. Help? There's no way I can help. I'm just nine years old. My parents don't even allow me to help wash the dishes. How's a boy like me going to take on this dark leader? I did not say you have to confront the dark leader yourself. You can start by helping me attract the fairies back to their home. The more we have in the area, the more strength we will have against the powers. However, they'll not return without a home to attract them. A curious look crossed over the boy's face. How can I help attract them back here? Does it require a special whistle to call them? No, silly boy. The fairy called out with a smile, almost turning to a slight laugh. I need your help in building a home for them. The boy's face grew bright with excitement. I love building. I have a lot of Lego sets and build Minecraft worlds quite a bit. What kind of home do they need? I'm sure it's not a cave like your home, since I cannot build a cave. She turned and flew back into the cave so quickly that he wondered if she was real after all. Was he just imagining all this? A minute more had passed, which had felt like an eternity. He gazes above to see the large, tall trees with a few holes of light from the sky above. 
a large bird appears in one of the gaps between the trees. Hey! Lance is startled by the voice and looks back at the cave. I have the exact materials and instructions you will need to build a home right here. She hands him a tiny piece of paper rolled up into a scroll. Now, I have been out in the open too long now. It is time we part ways until tomorrow, when you bring the home you built. Wait, you can't go now. I need your help understanding these instructions. I want to talk to you more. It is too dangerous for me to be out this long. The Dark Lord has spies always out and about. We must break our meeting now. Come back tomorrow after daybreak. Then we can hang it in a tree. Now go on. Without another word or a chance for Lance to speak, she was gone in the blink of an eye. Lance looked down at the scroll and back to the cave. He had the urge to follow her into the cave, but felt another pull to turn away. Finally, the pull was strong enough, and he headed back toward his home. So many thoughts were racing his mind. How was he going to build a home for a fairy, especially when he was moving into his new home? Was this all real or just a delusional dream? Should he tell his parents about this or not? He leaned up against an old but solid oak tree, a few feet from the edge of his backyard. His thumb and pointer finger pulled on the shiny knot of lace that held the scroll tight. The lace fell slowly to the forest floor on top of leaves, sticks, and acorns that covered the floor. As the scroll was unrolled, there seemed to be a vast number of numbers and letters written. However, his mind was not clear enough to make any sense of this. A few pieces of bark broke off as Lance slid down the old tree until he was in the seated position. A deep breath in and out came from his warm mouth. Now with some fresh air, he could focus on the paper. It appeared that the top listed all the items he needed, along with the amount. The rest were step-by-step instructions. I can do this, he told himself. This is just like putting together a Lego set. The scroll had read to follow the instructions, get some twigs, strings, etc. And below it were all the instructions. He quickly set off to find the materials which all but the string could be found in the forest After he had gathered and placed everything under the oak tree, he could hear his mother calling him, Lance! Lance! Time to come in! Reluctantly, Lance headed toward the house. He would have to find some time later in the day or evening to put together the house. Lance did not say much at dinner that evening. He was busy shoveling his food into his mouth. A house needed to be built for an unknown fairy by the time the sun rose in the morning. Well, that's not exactly what the fairy said, but Lance did not want to wait any longer tomorrow to deliver the finished product. Although... That was not the only thing that he had to get done that evening. His hands were grabbing slices from the steaming hot pizza boxes. His parents mentioned that he had to finish unpacking his clothes bins that evening. This was not exactly the thing that would take a little time. He protested but was met with little relief from his parents. They threatened to add on a chore of unpacking the kitchenware. He did not push it, knowing that they would follow through and he cannot afford to lose any more time. He swallowed the last bit of coke from his glass, letting the remaining ice chunks fall and clang at the bottom, when he set it down on the table. He asked if he could start his task right away. His parents excused him, and he ran up the flight of stairs to his new bedroom. The room was very bare. A twin bed frame with a mattress were set up in the corner, a fresh coat of dark blue paint on two barren walls, with the opposite two walls colored in light gray. In front of his chest of drawers sat two large bins with a stack of hangers next to them. As he was moving his clothes to his drawers and hanging them up in the closet, he thought of the fairy and how he wanted to help her and the other fairies. When the clothes were put away, he quickly went outside and grabbed the bag full of items he had collected to build the house. He took it around the house into the garage. It was still warm out, but the light was fading, so he flipped on the light. Lance began to assemble the house, continually referring to the instructions and ensure it was built as instructed. As he was making his final knot to ensure the house frame would hold, 
His mother called to him. Lance, time to come in to get ready for bed. What are you making, dear? Oh, I was bored, so I decided to build a little house to hang out in the woods. I was hoping it might attract some birds. Lance responded. Wow, I've never seen you take such initiative. Well, I guess that means you're at least happy to have these woods behind us to play in, said his mom as she walked out to take a closer look at the house. Yeah, I'm excited to explore more out there tomorrow. However, that's about the only thing I'm excited about right now. Lance looking down. There's going to be change that we all have to adjust to, and sometimes it's going to be tough. We just have to take one day at a time. Why don't you go get ready for bed so you can get some rest now, Mom said. They both headed towards the garage door. Okay, Lance responds as he heads upstairs. Lance had a hard time falling to sleep that night due to being a new place to sleep in and because he kept thinking about Chloe in the ferry house. After he had fallen asleep for a bit, Chloe looks in the window and sees Lance sleeping. Oh, how I am excited for you to be here. I sense that this is the start of a change that's going to involve many adventures for you and all of us. Good night, and see you tomorrow. This concludes Chapter 1, Moving Next to a Fairy, from the Battle Over the Jewel of Laria story. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out all of our episodes on our podcast, and subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And don't forget to leave us a review. And as always, continue to listen to our next episode. This podcast features the song A Dinner and a Rabbit by Mute Stare. Available under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License.